This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. Today, you are listening to episode 315, and I'm talking with Lauren Paquette. Lauren recently, in January of 2020, joined Hoka Anayane and AZ Elite team, but she has a big story before this point. She ran for Baylor, graduated in 2009, and held several school records while competing there, finishing seventh place in the 1500 meters at the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships her senior year. She focused on the 800 and the 1500 in college, and afterwards she joined a training group and then trained by herself for quite a while. We hear all about that story and what led her to joining NAZ Elite. She qualified for the Olympic trials in the 5,000 in 2016, and in 2018, she finished fourth at the USATF championships in the 5,000 and ran an outdoor personal best of 848.65 in the 3,000 at the London Anniversary Games. Since joining NAZ Elite in late August last year, she won the Sunset Tour in the 5,000 in a new personal best time of 15.10, and then followed that up with a 31.53 10,000 meters at the Hoka Distance Carnival. So Lauren is racing this weekend at the Sound Running event. She'll be doing the 5,000. Make sure you have her on your list of people to be watching. I loved hearing about Lauren's journey to joining NAZ Elite and her relationship with the team and just her message in this episode that it's never too late to change something if it doesn't feel like it's working and to just go after your dreams. All right, friends, in this episode, it makes a lot of sense that it's sponsored by Picky Bars because one of the co-founders of Picky Bars is Steph Bruce, one of Lauren's teammates. I have been so excited to partner with Picky Bars. They have so much going on and their food is delicious. The best fuel for your athletic endeavors is made up of real food. And that's what Picky Bars is made up of. Listen, they have this drizzle almond butter spread. It is so flavorful and so delicious. I can't put into words how good it is. Very passionate about it. And a little bit goes a long way. I've been having that on my toast in the mornings and it is so, so good. My kids love it too. So what I love about their bars is they are performance and real food bars. They have a balanced 4-1-1 ratio of carb, fat, and protein for quick and sustained energy. And now Picky Bars has performance granola, performance oatmeal, performance pancakes, and again, you gotta try that drizzle almond butter. You all can save when you go to pickybars.com slash another, and for any order over $25, you will save 20%. Go to pickybars.com slash another and use the code another. Okay, friends, enjoy my conversation with Lauren Paquette. Well, today on the podcast, we have Lauren Paquette on the show. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. How are you doing today? What's going on in your life? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, This is a race week for me. So, um, 
you know, I have, we had practice every day. So I've already gotten one of my runs in for the day with, um, our women's team and just kind of laying low until this weekend, really. Do you do most of your runs with the group? Like do you ever run alone? Yeah. So we actually, um, we typically have one on your own day is what Ben Rosario, our coach calls it. Um, but most of the week we have practices, we meet every single day and, um, we even meet for doubles. And so usually weeks that there's maybe like a large group of people racing and you're not, and you're in town, that's more on your own. Um, or if there's just, like last week, we actually had more than more of those than normal because we we're starting to do evening workouts in Sedona now that it's getting so hot mm. um, down there. And so um, since we don't get back until usually around eight o'clock at night from those, um, he usually gives us on our own the next day. But yeah, but usually he he likes us all to be like with the team. Are you still just loving so much being able to run with a group? I know you trained for, yeah. by yourself for quite a while before you joined the team. Yeah, I I mean, like, not to sound corny, but it's still just like my favorite part of the day to go to practice for that reason, I think. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I ran in college and I've been on, I was on like another elite team for a hot second um, a long time ago. But um, yeah, it had been... I think six years of training alone. And so that just got really old. And I still am just like super happy to have all these awesome teammates. And I don't know, it's just it's just fun. You're just like, this is my job. It's crazy. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's walk everybody back so that they can be kind of caught up to speed as far as like, how did Lauren get to Flagstaff and train with Anasia Lee at 34, training for the 5K? There's a lot of history there leading up to you joining that team last year. So I know you ran for Baylor and you did really well there. Um, Can you just share a little bit about your training life and the, you know, the hot second you were with that other group and what that experience is? experience was like for you? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I ran for Baylor um, a a little bit ago. (laughs) Time just flies. It's crazy. It's it's really insane. But you know, I'm still like, even though it's like fast forward 11 years later, since I graduated from Baylor, I'm still just still just as in love with running and competing in the process. Um, But yeah, I graduated back in 2009. And I kind of hung around Waco for a bit and trained with my college coach for about a year. And then just kind of realized that I needed in order in my in my mind to make another jump. um, I needed to join a group of other athletes who were on the same schedule as me. And sometimes when you like, I was really comfortable with Coach Harbor and he worked really well together, but um, I was still kind of on that like college schedule where I needed to be more on like the professional schedule and be peaking later. And I just wanted to be with um, other athletes. And so I did make a change then to join a group that was based in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, it definitely had its pros and cons. I think at the end of the day, it just wasn't the right training group for me. They were just, I should have done my homework a bit better. Um, They were just very sprint based um, and it just didn't really work that well for me. I just kind of couldn't stay healthy. And um, yeah, it just, I just needed a different kind of, I needed more endurance type training. Mm -hmm. So 
I trained with them for about a year and a half or so. And then I kind of just was in the same boat as I was in before, like trying to figure things out and see like, you know, I was running for ASICs at the time, just trying to see like where I would fit in. And um, I was actually at the end of my time training in that program, like I said, like I couldn't really stay healthy. I kept getting hurt. Um, that kind of started this whole like four year cycle of injury where I really wasn't going to be able to join any group because mm. <laughs> I couldn't really like put training together and stay healthy to put races together in the first place. But at the same time, um, as all that was happening, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee because I got married and my husband had accepted a, a job in Memphis, Tennessee as a professor at the university. So um, I did end up training with a, and my husband is Canadian. So okay. I ended up training with a Canadian coach that he had trained with before, but it was long distance, but it kind of served the purpose at that point. And then at the end of the day, I just, you know, wanted somebody that could see me on site. Um, uh-huh. So then uh, my husband, Max, actually started coaching me. So for the majority of my time in Memphis, um, Max actually coached me for those for about five years or so. And while that was also had, it's also gratifying when you do well, it's like in that scenario, it's like your husband does well. But um, so it was gratifying for the both of us and something we could do together. But, you know, I think right around maybe 2018, 2019, I'd been doing that for a while, kind of training by myself for a long time. And I could kind of jump in with like local guys in town that they, I can do some of their longer stuff with them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not really the same mentality. It's not the same. You're not going after the same goals. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make world teams and Olympic teams run fast, do that the whole gig. And, um, yeah, it just didn't really match up super well, which, I mean, I don't know how it would have, you know, um, they have their marathons to train for and their goals and they just weren't super compatible. And so, man, I just feel like as I'm talking and like, I've said this before, but it's like, I just like, I feel like uh, like the, a large majority of my career has been kind of trying to figure out like where I fit in and kind of what has been like, what's gonna, you know, be gratifying and serve me well and kind of help me get to that next and next level. So yeah, like around 2018, 2019, I just kind of, um, was really tired and of just training by myself every day. And, you know, Max could show up to practice with me and time me, but then, um, and pace me a lot of times, but then he ended up actually tearing his ACL. So he wasn't oh, really boo. able to do that even. <laughs> and then at the same time, he got, um, tenure at the university, which is, and it's amazing. Like it's that's deal, like, yeah. In, in academics. But at the same time, it kind of means like you have more responsibility. So um, with those two things together, um, he wasn't able to really be at the track with me either. And so it just kind of was like, kind of a drag, like showing up to the to a track, trying to do these grueling workouts and just being solo for a lot of them. Um, and then since 2017, also, I had been doing altitude trips um, I would do one to two trips a year and I just started to slowly realize like I am so happy mm-hmm. when I'm at altitude and yeah, like they're usually beautiful places and you have different trails and different scenery. Um, 
but the main thing was I was, I realized like I'm happier because I'm around other people that share the same mentality and have the same goals as me. Um, and I started to kind of do more introspection to pay attention to that because I just wasn't having any fun. <laughs> Honestly, in 2019, it was like, I, I, I mean, I made the Pan Am Games team that year, which is great, great experience. It was in Peru, but Honestly, it was just very like, I almost didn't even go because mm. I just was like, I'm not the athlete that I know I can be because I'm not mentally there. And I kind of used um, the fall of 2019 to kind of figure out like, what do I need to really enjoy the sport to get the most out of myself and to just keep on doing it if that's what I want to do. And I realized, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm the happiest when I'm with other athletes. Like, I roomed with Nikki Hiltz at the Pan Am Games. And, like, I, poor Nikki, like, I feel like I talked her ear off about it. That <laughs> <laughs> was, like, right at the moment where I was, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I'm going to do this, like, I need to make a change. And it's probably going to be, like, career altering and, you know, in some way. Um <laughs> So she was super gracious about it and um, very understanding. And I was just like, man, like this is like so awesome to just have like other people around me on a consistent basis who just get it, you know. So that fall of 2019, basically after Pan Am's, uh, my agent Josh Cox and I kind of set into process of trying to figure out, is there a spot for me somewhere? Like, is it feasible? Like, what's that going to, when it going to look like? Like, is anyone going to take me? <laughs> like, you know, I was already, I was a little bit, I was think I was 32. So a little bit older in the sport and don't, didn't really have like a ton of credentials to my name. And, um, you know, so kind of had to put myself out there, which is, you know, vulnerability can be really hard. And I had to, I, I asked, um, a, a couple coaches and got some rejection. Mm. And, um, one of the first, um, coaches or groups that I asked was actually NAZ Elite. Um, but at the time, they didn't have a spot on their team available because now we have, now um, NAZ Elite has this four year deal with Hoka and mm -hmm. it works a little differently now as far as like sponsorships go. But from 2016 to 2020, it was like they only had so many spots on the team and um, to be able to provide any kind of funding for athletes. And so, um, there was just nothing available. So I was like, well, darn it. Like, you know, they were kind of like one of my top choices. And like, I had kind of known Ben Rosario for a, for a long time, um, but like for at least a few years and just like, not like super well, but just, he was one of the coaches on the, on the circuit that I would see at meets. He was just always like so nice. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not even this athlete. And he's like asking me how I'm doing, you know, and like, just like very like professionally, but also like just very nice of him, you know? Um, so I felt comfortable with him. I felt like, um, I knew a bit about his athletes and kind of had like respected Kellen and stuff for a while, you know, even though we're like kind of different event groups, but yeah, like, um, so you know, nothing was really painting out, um, either like coaches had or coaches or companies had told me no, or, you know, I also talked to a couple of people that I just was like, there, that might be great, but I just don't know if it's the best fit. So it just, it just didn't, didn't seem like things were really like going to work out. And so I was kind of having to decide like, do I want to keep training by myself? And I was just like, I don't think I do, you know, but so I was at, um, 
the U.S. 5K champs in November 2019. Um, and, you know, that's it's always the same weekend as the New York Marathon. And so I actually um, saw Ben Rosario there in the lobby and got his phone number from Max. Like Max, you asked Max to get his phone number for you? Yeah. Your husband. Yeah. So, um, cause I know, I mean, the New York marathon weekend, you know, coaches and like agents just everywhere. Crazy. Yeah. Time. So anyway, I texted him and I was like, hi Ben, this is Lauren Paquette. Like, sorry, I got your number from Max. Hope that's okay. Like, I was just curious. I know this is a crazy weekend for you, but if you had like 20 minutes to meet with me, like at some point this weekend. So he responded and was just like, yeah, like I have about 30 minutes total. Like, do you want to meet in the lobby? Just so straightforward. I love it. You got yeah, 30 yeah, yeah. minutes, lady. <laughs> Pitch. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. like, so like I get there and uh, I'm sure he knew what was coming. But I I, I talked to him and I literally was I've, I've told him this before and I've said this on to other people. But like I, I just think it's so funny. Like. I literally sweat through my my shirt because <laughs> I was so nervous to like ask him for help and to coach me. And I was just kind of like bracing myself for rejection again. <laughs> but I basically was just like, hey, um, I know that I asked like three months ago and you said no because there are no spots. But I really feel like this is something that mm. I really would want. And can I just come to Flagstaff and just like follow you around for a few weeks? Just like, I don't even have to come to workouts. Just let me come to like an easy run just to like be around other app people, please. <laughs> um, and, and so like, he basically was just like, well, like interestingly enough, uh, we have a spot that's just opened up. So what are you thinking? Would you want to like come for a stint and like kind of be on the team, but then like be in Memphis? And I was just like, okay, here it goes. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, I just kind of, um, if I'm going to join a group, I want to be all in. I don't really want to be like one foot in another city, one foot in Flagstaff, especially with the altitude involved and everything. Like just like, I actually want to like give myself a shot at this. And then at the end of the day, like Hopefully it works out, but if it doesn't, I will have done everything I could have and I would have put myself in a position to where I'm loving the sport again and like really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, and so he was like, pretty much, okay, um, let's get you in on a visit to hang out with the team and come to all the practices. And that happened a few weeks later in early December. And then um, I think I signed a contract with NAZ like the week after that. And then I had about two weeks before um, my contract started January 1st. And so I basically packed up maybe an eighth of my belongings and my dog and uh, moved out there um, on New Year's Eve. Then everything shut down. <laughs> then COVID happened. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much the long-winded story of how that all happened and kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, so now I'm here. Okay, so your husband still lives in uh, Memphis. Yeah. He got tenure really young. Yeah, he's he was he's the youngest professor in the state of Tennessee's history. Wow. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. How does that so, happen? I'm just curious. Like, how do, how do you gain tenure? Yeah. So um, how it works is basically there's like, there's like part tenure and then there's full, full tenure. So it's basically just a matter of like putting in your time at a university. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's after like six years of working as a, a professor that you're kind of up for review and they take into account all these different things like um, basically like student reviews, publications you've had, mm. um, collaborations with other professors and research scientists, um, the grades that your students are turning in actually, volunteer work. There's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, but then you basically have a like a tenure review board that they basically look at your whole body of work for that six years. And it's I think um, I think he might have gotten to pick like one person on the board and then it's like random um, professors from all over the country so they can be objective yeah. and they just get like his body of work, but then also that one person that kind of sees him on a weekly basis on campus. Um, and so um, basically it's, yeah. So after six years, you're up for part tenure and he got it. He's actually kind of like a superstar in his realm. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, and so basically it's just, um, it's, 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 it's kind of like job security, you know, and then yeah. another years goes by and then you're up for full tenure and then that's kind of like you have a spot at the university unless you like severely mess up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, so talk to me about that decision to leave yeah. because that's got to be challenging. And then also I'm just thinking this through like you move out there away from your husband. You guys yeah. are going to make this happen. You know, him there, you there. And then COVID happens and like you can't really see people. So like I feel like that would feel incredibly lonely. Yeah, you know, it was actually um, he was actually the first person that was like kind of pushed me in that direction as far as like I know that you're you're not yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of throwing you're going through the motions and you're not really the athlete that I mean you are but you know you're not really like in the same place mentally and emotionally with the sport that you used to be and I think it's because you're not enjoying doing this by yourself and so he was like you know he kind of put it like if if this were like another kind of job where like you had to like maybe if you're in the military or something which obviously that's like more that's like more important than like running, but you know, it was, it was just like other people take positions and other places and spend time for their Mm, job. Like this is, it's a job too. Like you love to do it, but like, you know, it's an opportunity you have and you're not getting any younger. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, if you want to keep doing this, like I support you like making this decision and it, and it definitely was like, I've been kind of feeling like I've been wanting to do something like this, like, a lot longer than when I actually like made the decision. But that was something that was a factor it was like, well, I, you know, I have my life in Memphis and I, I'm married and we have our house and we have our dogs and a business. And, you know, it was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do long distance really. Um, but you know, I just figure like, 
life is short. And if this is something I really wanted to try out, like we would figure it out and make it work. Um, and then weirdly, because, you know, I got, so I got to Flagstaff New Year's Eve and, um, I was hurt when I got there and I was basically just starting to like get back on the ground and kind of round into shape around March. And (laughs) then COVID hits and everything shuts down. And it was, it was tough because yeah, I was like in another city and the whole reason or town and the whole reason that I moved to another town was so I would have training partners Mm -hmm. and team. And then we were all (laughs) isolated for a couple months. And then with, it actually was kind of, it actually worked out well for Max and I because, um, because everything went virtual. Oh, was was he able to come to you? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So in 2020, he was actually here a lot. Actually, this year is when he hasn't been able to be here that much because everything is back on campus. Okay. Um, so yeah, it actually kind of, worked out in that way to be able to spend a lot of time together. Um, it wasn't like he was here the entire, like from, I guess my season was like, yeah, or yeah, from March to August. Cause I, I went home in September when I took my break for a month back to Memphis. Um, yeah, but I mean, he was definitely, he was able to visit like three times before COVID shut everything down. And then he was able to come for like a month at a time. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So it's actually, yeah, it was actually like, I mean, how we thought 2020 was going to be <sighs> doing distance is actually how this year's been. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I love, I love your story because I just think that so often we just kind of like let life happen to us and just kind of like, oh, this is where I'm at. So this is where what is, you know, like your husband is tenured at the university. Of course, that's where your home is. That's where he's going to stay. That's where his job is. But the fact that you just like were like, no, like I'm going to go pursue this because like what's stopping me and that you can make it work. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. I mean, definitely wasn't an overnight decision. (laughs) Like it definitely took me a while to get there and kind of was like, okay, like you're really not like, and it was, it was hard because he like, he's always like, he loves his job. Like he's been so happy and like, I just wasn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just had to figure that out. And that can only fly for so long in a marriage too. Like if one person is six, um, succeeding so much and like loving their career so much. And the other person is like, uneasy and not sure it's like well what do you need to do to equally feel as fulfilled hey everybody a quick break here to tell you all about the rise run retreat now here's a message from rise run retreat founder sarah canny hey there i'm sarah canny and i'm the founder and host of rise run retreat women's running retreat based in new england And whenever I talk about the retreat, I hear a variety of different responses, but there are three that stick out to me. Women say, that sounds amazing, but I'm not fast enough. Or I'd love to, but it will be a huge inconvenience for my family. Or I want to come, but I'm afraid I'll feel alone. I think those refrains of not enough and an inconvenience and this fear of being alone are something all women face. 
The unique thing about running is that it has the power to give us confidence to deal with our self-doubt, to face what scares us and do it anyway. What's incredibly special about Rise Run Retreat is that you're sharing that running journey and the lessons it has taught you with a group of other women who feel the same. This October 14th through the 17th, we're hosting our retreat in the picturesque town of Wolfboro, New Hampshire. Come spend four days exploring gentle rail trails, running through a quaint lakeside town, and listening to our inspiring and expert guest speakers. This year, we'll be joined by self-defense instructor and owner of Girls Fight Back and Outdoor Defense, Nicole Snell, as well as corrective exercise specialist, running coach, and elite mountain runner, Kim Nadow. And you'll find inspiration in the stories of each of the other women attending the retreat as well. You'll walk away from the weekend with a fresh perspective, meaningful connections, and a greater sense of confidence. There's a spot for you at the retreat, and I'd love for you to join us. You can find out more information at riserunretreat.com. Okay, so talk to us about like this transition that you're doing because you were 800, 1500 meter runner and now you're definitely focusing on 5K. You've dabbled in the 10K a little bit. So what is that like to be more of a distance runner now? You know, it's really interesting because I did start off as I ran the 800 my, the majority of my years in college. Um, and then I did do the 15 my last year and then... Um, I did it the first couple of years of my pro career, but um, I had never even really thought to try the 5K or longer distances, which kind of doesn't make sense because like that's kind of, that's like what I'm good at. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm better at. Like the kind of workouts I can do, like my 5,000 meter and 3K specific, 10K specific workouts are much better than my 815 workouts ever were. Um and even when I ran, like I've run 202 in the 800, but my splits are like dead even, mm. you know, like 61, 61. Like I can't go out and a 58 and expect to run that fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll blow up. Um, and so basically I kind of feel like I wish that I had tried the longer distances earlier or kind of been more pushed in that direction. But also like I just didn't want to try that. Like I think Coach Harbor might have like suggested that earlier to me in college, but I just love the 800. And so I was just like not wanting to do that. But I think that's actually where like my strengths lie. <laughs> um, it was like, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I was okay at the eight and the 15, but I just think like I have more upside in the longer distances. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, it's been, um, a pro- it's been, it's still been a progression though. Like, um, I guess before I got to NAZ, I I just did different a different kind of training. Like my training has always been high quality, but it's just very different. Like mm-hmm. I was doing like really fast intervals. I'm also at sea level, so you know, I was doing really fast intervals with a lot of rest. And here it's like been kind of works more of the like aerobic side of things, definitely. Where like I've it was kind of a joke last year between me, Seth and Kellen and Danny, how like basically every week they're going to hear me say like, Oh, this is the most I've ever done. Like <laughs> longest long run or like 
the most intervals or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, it just like definitely like I never did doubles before I got to NAZ. Um, my mileage was not, I don't think mileage is the end all be all of, of everything. I think people get way too caught up on mileage and volume. I was probably running like 50 ish, like 60 maybe at my most for a long time. And then I got here and I think like 60 last year was my lowest. Mm. And then I was, I think my high, I think I hit 80 twice or something. But for the most part, I was at like 70 to 75, which isn't a huge jump, but it was definitely just, you know, you add in the altitude and you add in that it's not even the volume, like just the mileage, but it's like what that consists of, you know, like, like, I don't think I had many workouts last year that weren't under six miles total, which is just a lot of time on your feet when you're not used to doing that. And so, but it definitely like worked out and paid off. And I just, I definitely feel like the strongest I've ever felt. And um, that Ben still kept in some of the, like the, a little bit of the speedy stuff for me, but I just get so much of my speed from strength, you know? And so it's like, as long as my training is consistent and, you know, I'm not just totally buried, like I usually come out pretty well. Um, so it has been a, it has been a transition um, the 10 K is definitely, I feel like I still got to figure that event out so uh, far and so fast. <laughs> Santa Barbara one, um, where me and Kellen, I don't know if you saw that last year we ran, it kind of was like a Hoka exhibition thing just uh-huh. to see how fast we could run. <laughs> and then Ben Bruce paced us, but, um, it didn't really count for anything. It was just like, let's just see, you know how fast you can go. And that was my first 10 K and I was just like, what is, what is going on? And <laughs> I got stung by a bee during the race. I know I'm uh, like five days before the race. Okay. I'm pretty allergic. And I got stung by two bees that tag teamed me on a run and then was on all these antibiotics. And oh so it was just kind of like, not the most ideal, but I still <laughs> ran. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I'm still kind of trying to, still kind of figuring I, I don't know if it's like I haven't figured the event out or it's just like my races so far haven't quite translated but um but yeah so for this spring like I'm still focusing on the 5k but I'm excited about like learning more and getting into more 10ks and then I really want to do a half marathon at some point as well I don't know about the marathon yet but <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to I am probably in the great training group for that yep, but yep. I'm probably not gonna I might not be someone that can do 100 miles a week so yeah We'll see. Tell me about working with Ben, though, because so much of Hoka, the NAZ group, is focused on the marathon. So, like, what is that like as someone focusing on the 5K? Honestly, I think it's only helped my 5K. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, I have, I do have natural speed, and as long as I'm, I'm, I'm able to kind of just tap into that every now and then, I think that's usually, like, not really going anywhere. Um, I have had a little bit of a hamstring issue the past few months. And so that's been kind of inhibiting with some of my speed or like feeling that kind of like poppiness. But um, I really just think honestly, like the 5k, like, yeah, it's, it's still such an aerobic event. It's, it's totally different than the marathon, but he'll, I'll still hop in with like, with, with the, the marathoners. Like I hate calling them. They're not, like they've run really well in the other events. Yes. Too, so 
think it's so I hate that like their marathoner is like okay yeah they run the marathon but uh-huh. <laughs> like it all kind of like translates one way or the other and like so I'll hop into some of their longer workouts but I just won't do like as much as them you know yeah well I was just thinking though uh Steph and Kellen at least are training for the 10k on the track right now right yeah. So are you guys, are you, are your workouts meshing together a little bit more than l- last year when they would have been training for marathons? Actually, well, so last, so I mean, you know, they had the trials yeah. in February and I wasn't even able to train with them because I was hurt. But then also like, there's no way I could have done their workouts at, at that time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, last year we actually did every single workout the same. Mm. Like we did everything basically like they would do faster, faster, like 5k, I guess, like sessions. Mm -hmm. And then we would all do the same 10k sessions too. And they definitely dragged me along to, (laughs) there was one workout, um, we were in Sedona and we had 20 by 400 and I've never done that many 400s ever. And I was having kind of an off day. Or I don't know if it was an off day or if it was just like, yeah, I've never been there before. And it was hot and the pace was quick. And they kind of sandwiched me in between them. And and Kellen was, it was like Steph, me, and Kellen. And they were like, you're not going to fall off because you don't want to mess Kellen's workout up. So <laughs> do this. And so that was terrifying. <laughs> it worked. And the same thing, they kind of did that to me in a, like, I think 10 by a K session, which is the most... I've ever done again. It's a lot um, of K's. It's a lot of K's. It's a lot of K's. Um, so yeah, like that happened a couple times. But this year, actually, we were all kind of around on the same pages for the first few months of 2021. And now, but then we've had like, just, we haven't all been together. Um, lately, we're all kind of being like split off now to more like 10K specific and 5K specific, but we still kind of like meet in the middle to where either either we'll have like one workout every couple of weeks that's exactly the same like everyone's doing the same thing or we'll do we'll like start off together and then branch off towards the end of the workout to do more specific stuff for our events that we're focusing on um so yeah he does a pretty good job of keeping us all kind of like together but we all kind of touch like different zones at all times of the year yeah, so. I, I heard you mention on Lauren's podcast that like, um, even though you and Steph are like similar in age, she's always been someone that you kind of looked up to as a role model. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, I I do think age is a factor as far as like intimidation and maturity and things like that. Because I wonder, like my thought process is, would it be intimidated to go, intimidating to go join this group with these these just really fierce, badass women, but you're a little bit older than like someone 22 right out of school joining yeah. the group. Like I imagine the intimidation factor was probably a little bit less for you than someone who was like a 22 year old fresh out of college. Yeah, I, I don't really necessarily, I wouldn't say that I've been intimidated necessarily. I don't think that's like the right word for kind of, but I, I was more like for me, like I just know, I mean, like, I've, I've had my, my fair share of success in the sport too. And so I just come, I just come at it from a different, a different background, you know? So my idea 
coming into a group like this was like, well, they definitely have work. They have definitely, we have different strengths and we have different weaknesses and we can put them all together. And then hopefully everyone comes out on the other side, stronger athlete with more tools in your toolbox. So that's kind of like how I have thought about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some workouts that Kellen and Seth and Alephine can do that I just have never come anywhere close to. And those marathon workouts, like mm. I just haven't done that stuff, you know? But the workouts that Ben's given me so far is like the longer tempos or steady states, like they're hard, but I've been just fine. It's just that I haven't done that before. You yeah, know? you haven't done uh, that endurance training. No, like I just haven't, I just haven't trained with anyone that's coached that way. Um, so I actually did have like back on my thing. I actually did have my <laughs> longest steady state on Saturday. It was 10 miles. <laughs> How did that go? It went great. Yeah, it went really well. And like finally after this hamstring tendon tweak, like I'm rounding back into feeling more and more like myself every week. And so that was another good indicator that things are still on the right track. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it is. I mean, I guess like with all of us, like Kellen, I think Kellen and I are the same age. Steph is maybe a couple years older than us. And then Alephine is maybe 31 or 32. I think oh, she just she's just a youngin. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's been like it's been like a really good meshing of different talents, I guess you could say. Um, well, I should clarify too. I've met all three of them and none of them are intimidating <laughs> at all. They're all three very kind and nice. I was just thinking like for someone new to the program and they've kind of become this like iconic group in distance running, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you felt that way when you came to the group that that's good. Well, I I remember in 2019, Oxy 5K, Steph was in that race, and she finished right behind me in her PR. I think it, I think she ran 15.17. Okay. And I literally, like, we crossed the line within a few seconds of each other, and literally we're walking across the infield, and I was like, oh, my gosh, hi. Oh. <laughs> I would love to talk to you and pick your brain because I'm struggling right now and I need some help. And I think you are awesome and you would know what to say to me. <laughs> what did she say? Like, as nice as Steph is, she was just like, yeah, okay. Like, here's your number. I think here's my number. And we, we have the same agent. So like me and Josh and Max and Seth and Rachel Schneider went to in and out after the race. And it was just like, and then like hilarious. Then like the next, like then I'm their, her teammate like six uh -huh. months later. that was kind of like yeah like I felt like they're very approachable I mean they're people to be respected as well yes yeah I mean they definitely are badass and great people but also like people are just people yeah and everybody has similar struggles and everyone you know you understand things and so yeah like I just kind of approach it like like that like um but I am very grateful honestly that like Ben wanted to take me on because I know like on the outside looking in like it's probably seems like a gamble to like take in this kind of older athlete who like okay like she's run well but like hasn't quite like done what you know people like I, what I feel like I should be you know but um but yeah I mean they've just been nothing but like welcoming and 
um, yeah, it's been awesome. I lived in stuff. I lived with stuff for like two months last year and it was like, it was the best. (laughs) I love that. What was that like being like in a home with two little boys? I mean, I adore them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, Riley and Hudson are hilarious and I was actually at their house the other day um for dinner and Hudson was like I want to sit by Lauren and it just like made my day Mm -hmm. and they love my dog and they're just they're adorable as someone with kids I there I always say this to to my friends like there's nothing more special than your friends having a good relationship with your kids like I love seeing my friends love on my kids it's like makes me (laughs) the happiest person in the world well it is funny because like I I like I feel like kids don't like me for some reason. <laughs> and I feel like I'm not like amazing with them because probably because like I'm just like, hey, how was your day? You know, and they're like, great, I colored or whatever they did. But yeah, like, I mean, I, a lot of my best friends have kids and like, I love hanging out with them, but it was just, it's just funny because yeah, like, <laughs> like we have to like, get used to each other, but no, I love Riley and Hudson. They're really cute. Okay, I saw your Instagram post where you said like some you said a comment about each of the women on the team and like yeah. Alephine's spirit and Steph's attitude. I can't remember what you said about Danny and Kellen. And am I missing anybody? Al- Alice? Alice's strength, I think. Yeah, Alephine's spirit. I know I said Julia's bravery. Probably something like oh, Julia, yeah. Julia, yeah. That's our newest our newest teammate. Yeah, I said Kellen's fearlessness. Oh, yeah. yes. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the word for you, though? Oh, man. You got to compliment yourself. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, honestly. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't planning to ask well, you that. I just thought taken. of it. I kind of like put him on my teammates. So. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word that would go with your attitude as far as like, I'm going to I'm going to try like. I'm going to go make this work. I'm gonna, like YOLO. I'm going to go move to Flagstaff, <laughs> even though my husband, you know, lives here. Like I'm going to go pursue my dream regardless of my age or where I live now and all those things. What's that word though? Because like you said fearless attitude for Kellen. So I was kind of thinking that for you, but. I mean, I think if any of these may be bravery as well. Yeah. But, Adventure. Uh, I don't know. I swear that wasn't pre-thought. I just literally, as I was thinking them through, I was like, oh, I wonder what her, her word would be. Um, Maybe that's a question for one of my teammates at some point. Well, I'll have to get, I have to get Julia back on since she's joined the team. So maybe I can ask her. So, okay, you named all those things, all those wonderful things about your teammates. So we have uh, spirit, fearlessness, attitude. Who, what am I missing? Um, I had resilience for Danny. Resilience and then yeah. bra- bravery. Bravery. Okay. So what, if you could like sum it up, what do you think you have learned from this group of women? Oh man, that's a really, I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this, but that's kind of a hard one to articulate. Like since like the first day I got there, like everyone's just been so accepting and like, I don't know, like I probably felt you're always the hardest on yourself and I probably like the most self-conscious, like coming in after like, like kind of like what business do I have to, Mm -hmm. to come in? But I think, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really close to Steph and, you know, lived with her for a couple years last year and a couple months last year. And one thing she always is like telling me is kind of just like to bet on yourself and 
you know, take chances and just like, don't count yourself out. And I think that's just like the way that she lives her life too. Mm. I mean, she has her whole grit line and the hashtags and all that. That's kind of like her, like, you know, her mantra, but she really like preaches that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And it's like, you know, we're at, you know, you're on a team, you run every day, you talk. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically like, you know, everyone kind of knows what like people struggle with. And she's always just telling me like, I hear you, but you know, you need to, you need to bet on, you need to bet on yourself too. Like, you took the chance to come to Flagstaff, you bet on yourself. You know, it's the same on a daily basis. Like if you're struggling in workouts or struggling in areas of your life, do the best you can, but don't count yourself out. And so that's been really awesome. I mean, I feel like everyone's just so different. Like, I don't know if I could say like, I, there's one thing I've learned from the whole group. Like I remember like in January, February, when I first got here last year and I, I had a really, I get really crappy tendinitis stuff all the time Mm. it's so frustrating like knock on wood and I've never had a stress fracture (laughs) but I always get just like tendon stuff and that's what I was I had um post-tib when I was here for those two months and I just remember like kind of being a little bit insecure about it because it was like I just made this I just bet on myself and like (laughs) you did it and um and I couldn't even run when I got there. And, you know, and that was part of my whole, like, thing I was worried about, about being an older athlete or, like, are people going to think, oh, she's just going to be hurt or, you know, she's older, like, your body's going to wear out. And then I got there and I was hurt. And I was like, Dang it. Um, <laughs> but I just remember things like little things, like Alephine didn't really know her at all before I joined the group. And I could at least, if I couldn't run, I could go to weights with the team. So I'd be in there and she would, like, She's like, you know, weeks away from the biggest stage of her career so far. And she's like taking the time to ask me about how I'm doing, you know, where like that's just who she is. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't have to do that. Like she has other things to focus on. But it was just like nice to like be included and be pulled in as part of the team, you know. And I don't know. I mean, Kellen, I remember – we did that Michigan Ekaden as a team oh, yeah. in October, and I, we were running around the course the day before the race, and we were kind of talking about just running, and she just, like, looks at me, and she, and I guess I was telling her, like, oh, Ben told me I needed to go out in this pace, and, like, I have not even touched that because I took a break, and we're three, and I'm three weeks into workouts, and, you know, blah, 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 and she was just kind of, like, looks at me, like, deadpan, just kind of, like, it's running. Don't overcomplicate it. Just go uh. run. You know, I love that. that's like so her, you yes. know, that's like authentically her because like, yeah, I'm sure she gets like unsure about maybe where her fitness is at times or like sometimes it's kind of scary. But at the end of the day, she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do what I can do and go compete. And then it is what it is, you know, so true. And so there's yeah. just like there's things from everybody that you that you pick up. But yeah, it was like last year, I feel like. Kellen and Seth and I pretty much had like every single workout together. Um, so yeah, is good group, good group to learn from. <laughs> it's so special yeah. too, because, you know, I feel like so much about where you live is who you spend time with and who you're in community with. And it's like, 
think about if you hadn't have made that move, those relationships that you wouldn't be getting to experience right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you're kind of a product of your environment. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe if I hadn't moved, maybe I would not be training and I would not like running anymore. Like, I don't know, you know, um, or maybe I wouldn't, maybe I just needed some time, but regardless, like, I'm just glad I did it. Hey, everybody, a quick break here to thank Gooder for supporting this episode of the podcast. These are my favorite sunglasses on the market for active people. They are cute. They're affordable and they are functional. They don't slip around when you're running or doing whatever it is you need to be doing in your life. I love their aviator style shades and have recently been rocking the runways. I feel like those are a little bit fancier for everyday wear when I'm not out running, but I actually run in them too because I usually just run in whatever pair of gooders I find that are closest to my hand. I So you all should definitely check them out. They have really fun styles, some really simple styles, but some really loud styles. I like to race in a fun color of sunglasses because it just makes it feel like a celebration to me. Go to gooder.com slash another and use the code another 15 for 15% off your order. That's gooder.com slash another. Use the code another 15 for 15% off your order. All right. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Lauren. Training right now, you are doing a 5K this weekend at the Sound Running event. So tell us a little bit about that. I don't really know much about it right now. I know I'm <laughs> 5K on Saturday. I don't know what time. I don't know where it is. <laughs> open protocols. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we've, um, yeah, it's, you know, um, I've been feeling really good the past few weeks. It's kind of taken a while. And in February, I tweaked a hamstring tendon. And so I've been able to train um, for the most part, but I haven't quite been able to do all the workouts I would have liked to do just because it's been kind of finicky. Um, but I've still been able to do like basic endurance stuff and like longer tempos. And that's been um, what I needed to work on anyway. And so I'm just kind of trusting, you know, like I'm having to just trust my body and trust my coaches and my AJ and Wes Greg, um, our chiropractor strength trainer, PT, my massage therapist, like, you know, that everything, the timing is, you know, divine. And hopefully, like, as long as I keep my head on my shoulders and just give myself a shot, you know, that you'll just have to We'll just have to see what happens. And so I'm really happy that the last few weeks at least have gone well. And I've been feeling more like, you know, how you just sometimes with an injury, you kind of feel like, oh, I don't feel like myself or my body doesn't, you know. And so like I've been feeling a lot better and I'm just like thankful for the opportunity to race uh, this weekend because, you know, like last year <laughs> we didn't really have a lot of opportunities and NAZ made some. And then luckily there were like the sound running 5k in August. And then there was another one, like I think a 10k in September, but then we did Santa Barbara. Um, but you know, like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm just thankful to be lining up and, and at least just healthy now. So, um, yeah. you won the 5k last August, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, your PR is fifteen ten. So what? What's your thought process with kind of times you want to throw down and with the trials coming up and everything? 
You know, I I think it's going to be another bet on myself moment where I get into the race and, you know, what's going to happen will happen. But I at least, you know, need you just need to go and compete. And so I'm trying to go in and compete for the win as much as I can. And then hopefully the time will take care of itself. And I think with the caliber of the field and it being an Olympic year, I think that's probably the way to go for me rather than worrying about time. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know what I would like to be running and you know, like I've been wanting to break that 15 flat barrier for a long time. And, um, so yeah, so I'm trying to just operate under the, um, mentality of it's not, if it's when, and so it'd be nice if it were this weekend, but I'm just going to go in and kind of stick my nose in it and just compete, you know, um, I love that thought, though, like, I'm just going to try to win and like, see what that time what gets what time I get out of that. I just need to be there. I just yeah, I just be there as long as possible. And hopefully I'm there. Yeah, at the and it matters. And you know, all you can do is just put yourself in it. And then it's just grind season. <laughs> so, you know, How, what, what kind of runner are you mentally like when you're out there grinding and you're saying you're betting on yourself? Like, if if doubts creep in or anything like that, how do you stay strong? I try to just remember, like, I think um, we were actually talking about this. We meet with a sports psychologist every week at NAZ. Um, and um, we were kind of talking about, like, irrational thoughts and kind of, like, fallacies you kind of, like, buy into when you're hurting and you're mm -hmm. not maybe thinking as clearly. And so for me, it's all about... <laughs> When that happens, it's about like just kind of overriding that. But before the race even happens, like going in, remembering like all the great workouts I've done, like who I am as an athlete, times where it's been kind of uncertain, but I've still put myself in it and it's turned out all right. Because I think when things aren't 100% going like the exact way you want them, we all tend, most of us tend to go more of the negative route and kind of like blow up the, oh, well, this time it didn't happen, but you forget, like there were plenty of times where it did happen, you know, and you just got to keep, you know, like, I mean, I love Des Linden's whole keep showing up thing. Yes. You know, I wish I had thought of that first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so good. Yeah. But, you know, so basically like, yeah, like it's just trying to like, keep a level head on my shoulders. Um, and, you know, I've run so many 5Ks at this point that you kind of know, like, okay, there are a couple different phases of the race usually. Uh -huh. It's when people, you know, like, you have to stay engaged. You can't, you can't fall asleep and let the gaps form, and then you're by yourself. And that happened to me in the 10K I ran in December. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, it was just, like, <laughs> different event. And, like, but, the, but similar... So yeah, it's just um, just kind of remembering like, yeah, like the work, the good work I put in, the team I have behind me, the people that are in my corner, and basically just trying, just 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 being there, like kind of like trying, you know, I've been trying to work with this concept of not of take of not taking no for an answer, and not like in a weird way, but more of like from myself, where it's like your body, you know, you, you get, you get really tired and you feel like you can't go any farther in these races, but you can, like, you can always push farther. And so that's what I've been trying to like work with and wrap my head around. Listening to you talk about that, just like, 
I even think about that with like my job and my work. It's like the way you say, like, just put yourself out there, like not taking no for an answer. And, and when those thoughts creep up in your head, I mean, the, I have those thoughts about my work all the time. I'm like, people are really sick of me. I've been doing this for five years by now. And like, you just get let negative things creep in. And yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you counterbalance those, you know? So just how you explained how you go through that in your head when the fallacies come up in your head with a race, it's like, man, that is so applicable to, to work and relationships as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and at the end of the day, like kind of also what I took from like things Kellen had said to me in the past, the whole, like, it's just running. Don't comp, don't overcomplicate it. Like there are so many way harder things out there in life than competition, mm. you know? Um, you can, and that also helps me too. I mean, like currently my, my sister's husband is battling cancer mm. and I always think about, I think about him too sometimes where it's like, this is, this pain is nothing compared to what other people go through. So true. It's so true. Not that it's not hard and there's not value in running and saving off that kind of pain, but it's just like, you just keep it in perspective. You yes. Know? Yeah. So what is your plan for the trials? Yeah. So I am actually qualified in the 5K and the 10K. Um, I'm hoping to come out of my race this weekend with the standard, um, the, the Olympic standard um, in the 5K. But um, I don't really have any racing plans after that 5K until the trials because um, I'm figuring I still have yet to talk to Ben and our new assistant coach Jenna about the actual like you know, whatever, but I, but you know, I'm assuming we'll get through this weekend first and then kind of figure out if I need to go, you know, hopefully I don't have to really race if I don't need to before the trials. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll come to that. We'll, we'll get to that when we, when we get to it. And so, um, yeah, I'm running the 5k focusing on that. And then because I've earned a spot in the 10k at the trials, like I, I don't have the standard and I will not run a 10k before the trials to try to go after it. But um, yeah, we'll kind of just kind of similar to this weekend, like we'll run the 5k at the trials and assess and see kind of what the game plan is for the 10k after that 5k after those two 5ks because there's the final. Yeah, yes, so much racing. I mean, this is really coming up so quickly. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's like you don't want really want to have race anymore after this weekend, probably because it's like, yeah, so soon. That's what I'm hoping. And I would think, um, again, I haven't talked to Ben about this, but uh, if I, you know, I'm guess I don't even know, like Portland Track Fest maybe mm. for the 5K mm. would be like another option, but hopefully that's not a factor. And not necessary. Go this <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, I'm so excited for you. Let's wrap up Thanks. here with end of podcast questions. I appreciate you being patient with my me having a child behind my back okay. right now. The listeners don't don't oh, even I... know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little monkey on my back and Lauren's just go we're just hey, plowing there. through like it didn't even happen. Um okay, what Lauren is something professionally or personally that you would like to do that you have not done yet? Oh, um I mean professionally I would like to break that 15 flat barrier. Um I really want to race a half marathon at some point, um, potentially a marathon one, maybe, 
how it goes. Be careful though, because people do them and they get they get hooked. No, that's if that happens, that's fine too. If I like <laughs> it, but um, and um, yeah, professionally, like I would, I'd like to, I'd like to make a major team at some point. Uh, personally, I love to travel, and I'm a big. I love food. Um, I really want to at least. I want to visit every continent at some point in my life. Besides Antarctica, I have no desire <laughs> to go <Me> there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <clears throat> I. So yeah, I have to cover Africa, Asia, Australia. Um, I've been to the Caribbean, Europe. Yeah. But yeah, so I just like want to travel more. Um, I've traveled a lot for racing, but it's, you know, it's a little, it's, uh, that's cool in some ways, but it's also a little different than just like traveling to see things. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, that's kind of, and I wanted to get into when I'm done, when I'm retired from professional running, I really want to do, get into more like hiking um, and do like long distance hiking. I have no desire to go to do anything like ultra running or anything timed after that. I just want to go out and explore basically. Mm. So that's what comes to me off the top of my head. <laughs> Pressure free. Just get out in nature. Just for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. Okay. What's a best, most recent book you've read? Oh my gosh. I read all like every day. Um, I read all kinds of things. So like, let's see the most interesting one. Um, I just did finish one that won the Booker Prize called Shuggy Bane. And it was kind of just like a, it was based on uh, the author Douglas Stewart's experiences. But it was it was about a young boy growing up in Glasgow with an um, alcoholic mother and not a great family life. Um, and just the struggles of that. So that was actually like amazing writing, really good. Okay. Um, I read Call Me By Your Name, which is also like a very artsy book. It like it was a movie um, nominated for a bunch of Oscars. So that one was amazing writing. And then I was actually thinking about reading my all time favorite book again, which is like would be like the sixth time I've read it, which is Time Traveler's Wife. And if you've seen the movie, the movie's fine. But of course, the book is better. Why have I not read that book? Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's kind of, it's like set in Chicago. You know what it's about? It's set in Chicago. It's like, it's kind of like, it's like a romance slash sci-fi. Okay. But it's not like really weird like that. It's kind of, because <laughs> uh, that kind of sounds weird, but it's about this man, Henry, who has a, a made up um, disorder um, called chronological impairment disorder where he time travels okay. back and forth and he goes back and visits different parts of his life and like visits himself as a kid and like his future wife and all this. It's just really like romantic, but like very well written and like really thought provoking. Okay. So that's my favorite one. And like, I think I've literally read it like five times. Really? <laughs> so I mean, good. of course I've heard of it. Of course I've seen it on like a million lists. I think you know, you mentioned the sci-fi part. I'm like, I feel like that's the part that's always pushed me away. That's why. But it, I should it give is in. Sci-fi sci because it's like it's a made-up scientific disorder. It's okay. Not really like sci-fi, like most people think of sci-fi, like like the Matrix. <laughs> right. It's not like that, but um, it's it's considered like like science fiction. Okay. But it's it's amazing. Okay, yeah. Lauren, I'll read it. <laughs> I'm a big reader. I'm reading Kristen Hanna, uh, Four Winds right now. Have you read that? Oh, 
No, I read The Nightingale, though. And okay. that one was good. Yeah. yeah. All of her books are always... I feel like you can always count on her to have a good book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I am obsessed with reading. Yeah. All right. Time Traveler's Wife. Okay. Who is someone fun, motivating, or inspiring you'd like to have coffee, tea, or cocktail with? Probably... Someone maybe like Ellen DeGeneres, mm. someone like that, someone who's, um, I don't know, like I just like, I find her so inspiring. Like I was actually reading up all about her the other day, like on Wikipedia, which I know might not be completely accurate. Right. But, <laughs> but, I mean, hers but, is probably pretty like, accurate though. Think, yeah. I just think her career trajectory and just like, she's just fascinating to me and obviously hilarious and you, I feel like we get along well, but, but then I'll, and like, it'd be someone fun to like pick her brain because I feel like she's kind of dealt with similar things in a different realm as me. Like, like, um, going after what you want and yep. being vulnerable and like living authentically true to your yourself and kind of what you want out of things, even if it doesn't really, even if it's not going to make sense to everybody else. Um, so like, yeah, I think it should be really fun to talk to. Yeah. She would be so fun. Um, all right, Lauren, what is the last message you want to leave with the audience today? Oh, man. Um, I just want to, I guess if I had one after, it'd probably just be like it's never too late. It's never too late to take chances or change the trajectory of your life. If you're not super happy with how a part of your life is, like I think it's, it's okay to make mistakes and change something that you're not happy with, even if it doesn't make sense to everybody else. It's okay to start over. It's okay to change, change your path. It's okay to live more authentically in line with yourself and your values. Thank you, Lauren. This is so great. You're welcome. Yes. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Lauren, for coming on the show. Make sure you cheer Lauren on this weekend at the Sound Running event. You can find Lauren on Instagram. She is hot paquettes, P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E-S. Give her a follow. Tell her you enjoyed the conversation if you did enjoy it. And just give her a little encouragement for the race this weekend. You can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter at lindsayhine. And we have a Facebook page and group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. If you are enjoying these podcasts, please consider leaving a quick rating and review wherever you are listening from. That is a huge help in new listeners finding the show. And if you love this episode with Lauren, take a screenshot, share it with your friends on social media, and spread the word. This podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network. And I also host a parenting podcast in that network called Why Is Everyone Yelling?, We also have a holistic living plant-based nutrition podcast, The Urban Pharmacy. We have the Up and Running podcast, which is hosted by Lauren Floris and Emma Benner. And they give you all of the news in elite and professional distance running. So after the sound running event this weekend that Lauren is competing in, you will hear the rundown from them. And then we have the Illuminate podcast, which shares stories of people doing really great work in the world. To learn more, go to sandyboyproductions.com and you can find the Sandy Boy Instagram page, Sandy Boy Productions. All right. Have a really great rest of your day. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. And as always, we will see you next Friday.